thinking about prayer here uh, for the first few months of this year on Sunday nights, and tonight we are going to look at, well, we're going to begin by looking at two words from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, and that'll kind of provide a springboard uh, into other passages of Scripture as we go, but 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 is going to be the text we read from at the beginning. Again, it's only... It's only two words, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Jesus wept is the shortest book in the Bible, but this one, this one makes it strong, comes in hot on its heels. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, I'm only going to read the two words there, pray continually. This is God's holy word for His people tonight. Last week, we looked at the question of why we ought to pray. Next week, we are going to begin looking at the question of how we ought to pray, and we'll spend several weeks uh, on that topic of how we ought to pray. This week, though, in between the, the why and the how of prayer, we are going to look at the when of prayer. When should we pray? Now, on the one hand, we shouldn't think maybe too hard about that. Uh, we are people who are to, to pray continually. We just read that in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Uh, and about that verse, Leon Morris writes this, "'It is not possible for us to spend all our time with words of prayer on our lips.'" But it is possible for us to be all our days in the spirit of prayer, realizing our dependence on God for all that we have and are, realizing something of His presence with us wherever we may be, and yielding ourselves continually to Him for the doing of His will. And he goes on to say that there is, there is such an inward state that when there, where there is such an inward state in a person it will often manifest itself in that person uh, uttering spontaneous prayers. And in the Apostle Paul's letters, you'll often see him do that. He's, he's writing and he just sort of bursts into prayer. And where, where a person has this sort of prayerful spirit, prayerful disposition, that's sort of the result, according to Leon Morris. So anyway, in one sense, you know, it's, it's always a good time to pray. I don't want you to think too hard about that as if there's ever a bad time to pray. And we ought always be in a in a spirit of prayer as we're aware of our dependence on God and as we're aware of our need for God. But even as we say that, there are specific times in all of our lives when we should devote specifically ourselves to prayer. And if we look at Jesus' own life, we can identify six specific times when He devoted Himself to prayer. Now, I guess we could split hairs and maybe you could, you could give some, some different categories here, but, but six times when Jesus specifically devoted Himself to prayer. That's what I want to focus on together tonight as we consider when we ought to pray. So first, we, we look at Jesus' life and we see Jesus devoting Himself to prayer early in the morning. This is found in Mark 1.35. Mark 1.35, we read there, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where He 
prayed. On uh, Christmas, we went down to uh, Aaron and I's families, uh, which is down in Hudsonville, Western Grand Rapids. And on Christmas night, we spent the night at my parents' house. And uh, the day after Christmas, as you might remember, was, was a Thursday. Christmas was kind of a bummer time this week or this year in the middle of the week. But uh, it was Thursday. My own dad, he, uh, he had to go back to work on Thursday. Uh, when we sleep at their house, we sleep in the basement. And so um, we're sleeping Thursday morning, the day after Christmas. And my dad gets up to go to work. And uh, I, I hear him walking around upstairs. Uh, and I look at the clock, and it's, it's 5 a.m., and it occurred to me, as I laid there, still in bed, uh, and as I saw the time on the clock, and as I heard him walking around, it occurred to me that my dad has gotten up at 5 a.m. to read his Bible and pray before work as long as I can remember. And he did it when I was a very little kid. He's still doing it 30 years later, devoting himself to prayer early in the morning couldn't help but smile when I heard him walking around, but that, that, that's, a, that's a good practice. In fact, that is, that is a Christ-like practice, a Christ-approved practice. That has become my own practice, although I do not get up at five. I went to seminary, so I didn't have to get up at five. That's not true. I get up at six, and then I pray usually after my kids leave for school for the day. My schedule is different than his, but still I pray in the morning. Morning is a good time to, to devote oneself to prayer. And I can think of several reasons why. Uh, usually our minds are clearer in the morning. I certainly have that. Uh, they're free from all the distractions of the day generally. Uh, and because of that, we're often able to give our minds more fully to God. Usually we can find peace and quiet in the morning, especially if we're up that early, right, when my dad is up at five, no doubt he has found uh, for most of his life peace and quiet. Nobody else bothers him. Now, when I pray in church after my kids get on the bus, it's generally peaceful and quiet in church up until at least eight o'clock, if not later. Nobody bothers me, right? Praying in the morning, it also gets the day off on the right foot. We might say that, that beginning the day in prayer really sets the, the whole day apart as belonging to God. Ruben Torrey says, more can be accomplished in prayer in the first hours of the day than at any other time during the day. The first thing we should do each day is go alone with God and face the duties, temptations, and service of that day, getting strength from God for it all. So when should we pray? We should pray early in the morning, as early in the morning as possible. Second, as we look at Jesus' life, we see Him devoting Himself to prayer late into the night. This comes from Luke 6, verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and He spent the night praying to God. So, Jesus prayed in the morning. Now, we read about Jesus praying, not just in the evening, but into the night. And I imagine many of us, too, have, have made this our practice. We, we spend time in prayer at night. Maybe we spend time in prayer before we go to bed. If we had children at home or still have children at home, maybe we've prayed with our children before they go to bed. And it's, it's fitting 
that even as we'd open our days with prayer early in the mornings, that we'd close our days with prayer later in the evenings. And in this prayer at night, right, you might, that might be a good time to say, to say thank you to God for the answered prayers of the day, right? In the morning when my kids get on the bus, we say, Lord, please be with Adri, Brooks, and Carson as they go off to school and be with mom and dad in case as we're at home and at work, and we ask that you'd bring us back together tonight. And then at night when we pray, we say, thank you, Lord. For, for bringing us through the day and for bringing us back together even as we asked, right? This is also a time when we might, we might cast our cares upon the Lord and remind ourselves that our lives are in the Lord's hands. As I say that, I'm reminded of Psalm 3, verses 4 and 5, which says, To the Lord I cry aloud, and He answers me from His holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. Or there's another uh, passage, I believe it's in the Psalms, the Lord grants sleep to those whom He loves. Uh, the fact is, our, our, the truth of our relationship with God, the truth that our lives are in the Lord's hands uh, should help us sleep good. And prayer at night, it puts, it puts all of that in, in perspective. I lie down and sleep. Why can I lie down and sleep? Because the Lord sustains me. The Lord watches over me. So far as Jesus is concerned, we might notice in this passage from Luke that He, he spent the whole night in prayer. Uh, he didn't just pray a 30-second prayer before bed. He spent, he spent the night praying to God, Luke tells us. Luke also makes clear that this wasn't Jesus' normal practice. I'm guessing He did pray every night, but Luke specifies at the beginning of the verse that it was one day in particular that Jesus spent the night praying to God. Normally, Jesus slept like you sleep and like I sleep, but this was a night he, he spent the night praying to God. And if you'd continue reading in Mark's gospel, you'd see what was so special about this night that Jesus persisted in prayer for hours on end, and this was the night before he'd choose his disciples. And that leads us to our third point tonight. As we look at Jesus' life, we see him devoting himself to prayer before important events or significant events. Again, we see that here in Luke chapter 6. Here, Jesus spends the night praying to God, and then Luke tells us that when morning came, He called His disciples to Him and chose 12 of them. Okay, that was, that was an important moment in Jesus' life. The disciples would play a significant role in the kingdom of God and in the advancement of the gospel and in the, esta- the establishment of the church, right? These guys, these guys were going to play a big part in Christ's kingdom, and so before He chose the twelve, He spent the night in prayer. He committed the matter to God the Father seemingly over and over and over again. And then we see the same thing in Luke chapter 9, 18. Jesus is praying, he's, he's in prayer, and then suddenly he asks his disciples really the most important question he ever asks them in the Bible. He says, who do the crowds say that I am, and then who do you say that I am? And Peter goes on to confess that Jesus is the Christ. But again, it's an important moment. It's a significant question. Before Jesus asked it, he was in prayer. In Luke 9, 28, it's another significant moment in Jesus' life. There the transfiguration takes place, and, and, and the transfiguration takes place after and even while Jesus was praying. Right, so, it's not, a, it's not a coincidence. Another significant moment in Jesus' life preceded by and accompanied by prayer. 
And then, of course, we can fast forward to, to the night of Jesus' arrest, and we, we see Jesus praying in the upper room with His disciples. And we see Jesus praying in the garden. In fact, this is what we read in Luke chapter 22. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and His disciples followed Him on reaching the place. He said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. The cross is looming. Jesus very soon is going to lay down his life for the sins of his people. He's going to suffer the wrath of God in our place. It's the biggest moment in the history of the world. What's Jesus doing in his last hours of freedom beforehand? He's praying. And he's crying out to God. And he's asking for strength. Jesus prayed before the significant moments in his life. And no doubt, these these are good times to pray in our own lives as well. I remember me and my friends gathering around before my wedding and praying Uh, in a room before the ceremony, right? Before the birth of a child, before we start a new job, before our first day of school, before a soccer game, before a surgery, before a vacation, before worship, before a doctor's appointment, right? Jesus prayed before important events, and you don't have to think too hard about what constitutes as an important event, right? If it's it's going to be the first day of school for the week, it can can be every day, I don't care, right? Jesus prayed before important, significant events. He committed the matters ahead of Him to God, We should do the same. Fourth, as we look at Jesus' life, we see Him devote Himself to prayer after important events in His life. In Matthew 14, Jesus feeds the 5,000, and then we read in verse 23, after He had dismissed them, He went up on a mountainside to pray. This is is what always gets me. I, I find I don't not that I'm so always faithful in praying before significant events, but I'm, I'm much more praying before, faithful in praying before significant events than I am in praying after them, right? I pray for something, I commit it to the Lord in prayer, and the Lord proves faithful, and He hears my prayer, and He answers me, and I never say another word. Just move on to the next problem in my life, right? Once in a while, I do remember to say thank you, maybe more than once in a while. God's God's, been, God's working on me, right? But, but so often, right, I pray for a good day of worship, pray for the Lord to give me help and strength when preaching, uh, and He does, and then I, I hardly devote myself to prayer in any similar matter after the fact. But Jesus prayed before and after important events. He prayed before and after big things happened. That which he prayed for on the front side, he would also pray for on the back side, and he'd thank God, no doubt, for his mercies throughout and his answered prayers, and he'd continue to commit the matter to him. And maybe in something like the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus might, might continue to pray that God will use that miracle to work in the hearts of people. And I think of myself, right? I, I preach on Sunday, for instance, and, and, and yeah, I should probably continue to pray that God will use those words to, to work in the hearts of his people. Fifth, as we look at Jesus' life, we see Him devote Himself to prayer when He was unusually busy. Listen to what we read in Luke 5, verses 15 and 16. Yet the news about Him spread all the more, 
so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It's very interesting. As the demands on Jesus' time seemingly increased, as more and more people came looking for him, Jesus often withdrew and prayed. That's what Luke tells us. So, so he devoted himself to prayer as the demands on his time increased. He devoted himself to prayer as he became un, unusually busy. And that's so counterintuitive, isn't it? When we get busy, prayer is often that which gets crowded out of our schedule. Prayer is often the, often the thing we either give up or shortchange. That's certainly the case in my life, right? Preacher confession, absolutely true. Not Jesus. As the demands on Jesus' time increased, he, he, he devoted himself all the more to prayer. Nobody understood this better than Luther. I've told you this story like three times already in two weeks. Probably tell it to you several more times in the weeks ahead. I find it so remarkable. Always been challenged by it. We also see something of, of Jesus in it. But Luther, he would often give himself to prayer. I told you two hours a day before, three hours a day. I looked it up this week. Three hours a day. And this is what Luther said about giving himself to prayer three hours a day. He said, I have so much business to do today that I shall not be able to get through it with less than three hours of prayer. Basically, Luther said, I have too much to do not to pray and not to spend this long in prayer. Charles Spurgeon picked up on this quote, and he called this blessed logic that all of us who follow Christ must understand. The more we have to do, the busier our schedule becomes, the more demands on our time that are made, the more necessary prayer becomes. Because we need God's grace and God's strength and God's mercy all the more to serve Him in those things. Luther knew this, even more Jesus knew this. As the crowds of people came, he often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Especially in our day, right, where, you know, this technology age and people, if you don't answer someone in 15 seconds, they're calling your wife or, or they're calling you again or, you know, that's just how we work anymore. But Jesus is just like, whoa, pause, I'm out. Finally, as we look at Jesus' life, as we see him devote him, or sorry, as we look at Jesus' life, we see him devote himself to prayer in times of testing. Times of testing. Once again, we see this in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prays, Father, if it is possible, may this, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as, but as you will. Right? That, was a, that was a time of testing. Jesus' faith was being tested there, and he was... He was feeling the weight of that which God had called him to do, and, and he cried out to God for help, and he cried out to God for strength. And you remember, God sent an angel, actually, to strengthen Jesus in that moment. Jesus devoted himself to prayer in times of testing, but, but it, wasn't just, it wasn't just during times of testing in his own life. We also see Jesus devoting himself to prayer when others are being tested. Luke 22, verse 31, Jesus says this, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, 
But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. Jesus devotes himself to prayer in times of testing, both, both for himself and also for others. And we too, we too need to, need to devote ourselves to prayer in times of testing. Now, now, sometimes testing, it springs up before us out of nowhere. And for one reason or another, our, our faith is shaken. And in these times, we, we should devote ourselves to prayer in whatever way we can muster. But maybe if we're, we're really being tested, we're really in the fire, we're really in the furnace, right? Sometimes prayer is difficult. And then we should ask someone else to pray for us. And I get those texts sometimes from people, Pastor, can you pray for me? I'm going through a hard thing. That's good. That's, that's all right. I would encourage each of us to do that and hopefully have people in our lives that can do that for us. But there are other times, aren't there, when, when, when we can see hardship and we can see difficulty coming from a mile away. And we know that things are going to get hard and our faith is going to be tested and we can see this difficulty coming in the lives of others too. And when we see this coming, when we see it coming at us, we should pray. That our faith does not fail. That our, that our friend's faith does not fail. I mean, just, just think for a minute of, of someone who's diagnosed with cancer. They're given a year to live. We all know that hardship and testing is coming for that person and for their family. And we could pray for them. That through it all, their faith will not fail. So when should we pray? When should we pray? Well, we, sh- we should pray continually. That is, we should always be in a spirit of prayer, and, uh, and we should always be constantly aware of God's presence and of our need for His grace and His strength. Uh, and no doubt, then, there's, there's never a, a bad time to pray. There's never a time when you say, when you say wow, should I pray? No, this is, this is a bad time to pray. I don't think we could say that. But there are times... <laughs> There are certainly times when it, is, when, it is, when it is good and even Christ-like to devote ourselves especially to prayer. Early in the morning and late in the evening. Before significant events and after. When life is busy. When our faith or the faith of another is about to be tested. Pam, I'm reminded of what Greg told me uh, last fall. Uh, Pam's husband was dying of cancer. He passed away in October I was visiting with him. He said, Pastor, will you pray that my faith will remain strong through this trial? Indeed. That was a good thing to pray for. And that was a good time to pray. Let's pray together. Lord God, we do thank you for prayer. And we thank you for the invitation you give us ever and always to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Lord, help us to be people who devote ourselves to prayer like Jesus. Help us to be people who devote ourselves to prayer in the morning and in the evening. Help us to be people who devote ourselves to prayer before significant events and after. Help us to be people who devote ourselves to prayer when life gets busy. Help us to be people who devote ourselves to prayer in times of testing. Help us to be people who pray continually. For Jesus' sake, amen. Why don't you stand for the parting blessing and then we'll sing our closing song together.
Dear friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His face toward you and grant you His peace. Amen.